right, what's cracking? This is your boy Trigger Maxwell Crane. You listen to Stay Busy with my boy Armand Sally. <laughs> we back we back we back and we're literally back like this is a blast from the past those yeah. who are with us season one uh for our um women's history month our first women's history month we uh mm-hmm. we're blessed to come to this great studio brooklyn podcasting studio and you know things happen but as creators we adjust and so we we, we made it back here i'm happy to be back man. i'm it feels glad good. to be back let's get feels, the natural claps again feels familiar feels comfortable but, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's the boy Armand. Well, actually, I'm sorry. This is Stay Busy with Armand Sather, <laughs> where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. And when we are fortunate, we bring in some incredible guests. Uh, but for now, it's the boys once again. It's episode two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to deal with us a little more before we start to throw throw the cool people at y'all. So it's the boy Armand, a.k.a. Mr. Vegan Chorizo Poppy, a.k.a. potentially your child's favorite teacher, a.k.a. the man who spoke to the man you heard on our drop Maxo Cream, his uh, album drops today. Make sure you check out Way to the World. Um, and yeah, I got some special things coming uh, with him very soon, if not today. So you'll see. You'll see. But how you feeling, Coles? I'm doing great, y'all. I'm f- I'm feeling great. Uh, it's been a day. It's been a it's been a pretty day, long day. But we, yeah. we were talking about that. Right? <laughs> we're, I'm excited. Uh, I'm really happy to be coming at y'all this this morning mm-hmm. for y'all when yeah. you hear this by the time you hear this is the morning yes so yeah, me, yeah i'm excited to be here again but yeah nick early executive producing co-host and stay busy y'all um we have we have a lot of good stuff to get into today yeah today, um, today I, I feel like i need to give myself a name because you always got you know well you're the so kombucha positive. king who makes their heart sing you yeah, just you that, just didn't say it right but today i'm the oat milk olympian okay i'm a, oat I'm a milk rock olympian with, i like that. I, I like the alliteration too i, I like the alliteration that's probably my favorite literary device you you do really well with the alliteration you do <laughs> i think that's you my do. that's my favorite one yeah so yeah yeah Nice. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so shout out to everyone, uh, listeners tapping back in for season three. Any new listeners, whether you like I Need a Girl Part One or Part Two, Sylvia's or Amy Ruth's, oh, Eating yeah. at the Bar or In a Booth, okay. and Gmail or Yahoo. Okay. Uh, part I, I haven't heard these songs in a long time. Mm. I'm going to be 1,000%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever one with the video when he's on the beach, that one. On the beach. Oh, no, no, no. We're talking about the the, 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 the Usher, Diddy, Loon, I Need a Girl. Ooh, they going crazy on me right now. They're like, this man is is more upbeat. Mario Winans. It's okay. It's okay. Ooh, wow. Sorry, bro. We all make mistakes. We all all make mistakes. So I'm going to just skip that. That's fine. Sylvia's Amy Roots, uh, definitely Sylvia's. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the. I've actually the never had Amy Roots. It's 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 okay. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've it's heard. not bad. Like it, if you you want you want some chicken and you want some sides, like yeah. it's not bad. But 
I, I prefer Sylvia. Sylvia hasn't missed. <laughs> I prefer Sylvia. Shout out to to the Woods, Deshaun, big the Deshaun, Woods, the Woods family. Yes. Um, eating at the bar in a booth, definitely a booth, bro. Booth mm. is more intimate, more fun. Yeah, better seats, cushions I, on the seats. You know, I think booth is better for dates. Like when I'm going to watch a sport, being at the bar makes ensures I'm closer to the TV. Um, and I can get the bartender's attention easier rather than having to wait for a waiter or waitress to come to the table. I feel like it depends on the space, too. Yeah, that's true. Like some that's spaces, true. I'm like, bro, I'm ducked off in this booth. This booth yeah. is mad comfortable. Yeah. Uh, I prefer the booth most of the time. Like, mm-hmm. I went, where did I go? I went to Harlem something the other week. It's Tavern? like, no, not Harlem Tavern. Was it Harlem Public? Was it Harlem Public? I forget Probably. what it was called. It's off in the little cut. They got yeah. really crazy, like, bar food. Like, yeah, but it was real good. It was No, real, it's crazy. It was mad good. I was there, and we sat at the bar and watched the game, and it was like, it was You get the grilled cheese? Did not get the grilled cheese. What they have a grilled get? cheese. It's like sourdough, mm-hmm. some bougie cheese. I think it's like Gouda or Havarti, one, some Gouda. one of those. Mm-hmm. It got Doritos on it. It got bacon mm. on it, and it got guac on it. Okay. It's Next crazy. Time next time and you know that sounds like a trash can of food but it is it, it, it's, it's fire hey it's fire hey, man <laughs> gmail or yahoo yahoo og yahoo used to be like kind of lit yeah, like didn't yeah. they have games and stuff yeah, too yeah, yahoo, yahoo was it was the one until we got older I I never honestly pursuing yahoo. alpha made me take gmail a lot more seriously <laughs> I, I never i actually never had a yahoo mm. so okay I, i'm a gmail i had earthlink i still got an earthlink Wow. Shout out my dad. Wow. Yeah. I think I <laughs> Man, raise your hand out there if you have an Earthlink or you know anybody with an Earthlink or had an Earthlink. <laughs> I do not think I had that. <laughs> I, I had an AOL email, a Gmail email, or a Yahoo email, and that is that was it. Yeah. So, that's crazy. Here we are. Um definitely yeah, and uh she got her recognition in the video, but I want to apologize to young Shan for missing you and listing the performers from a busy Bronx. Uh you are by no means forgettable superstar uh everyone stream better um her performance video from a busy bronx will be coming out as well um and i just wanted to say that publicly because we are a podcast who takes accountability and we acknowledge when we, when we make mistakes like me not knowing the song right exactly exactly you know like that's that's what we're here for so <laughs> shan love you you are a superstar so keep doing you uh man today when you all hear this <laughs> it is our jewel year in alpha nick wow. and i turned seven in alpha phi alpha fraternity incorporated Seven. Very, very crazy <laughs> to think about. Seven years ago, we crossed the burning sands. We probated. We had unfinished business, and we uh, wow. we were just young, bald, bald gentlemen navigating <laughs> campus with with three Greek letters on our jackets. And wow. now we're older, and we get tired after one stroll. And you that, know. I mean, speak for yourself. I'll be, I'll be ready. <laughs> I'm always ready, and, but you got to run and, it twi- and, twice, and then that's yeah, it. Yeah, like like I'll, I'll I'll keep going, but I but my body it, it, like. It, I'm, I'm not 2016 Armand where I could just snap them off and oh, go yeah. and go. Like if we had to do a full yard show right now or a Cooks. Greek freak, Cooks. we'd be done. We'd Cooks. be done. I mean, well, we, we would be fired, but we would be done. Cooks. So I um, just want to shout out all the good brothers of Fall 14, our LBs, of course. And um, yeah, just uh, everyone who brought us in, everyone who has supported us throughout our mm-hmm. our, our Greek our Greek journeys. Um, it's uh, Alpha is one of the greatest things to happen to to my life. I can say that. Top three I'm, best I'm sure you Top feel three. the same. Top three best choices. Um, and, yeah, and as you've seen, we've had a lot of different Alpha guests come on the show. We mentioned a lot of different Alphas who work in music, whether they're artists or execs or whatever themselves. And <laughs> I think one thing you need to remember is Alpha does. Okay. Um, 
Last week was World Mental Health Day. I know it's it's a week past, but I, I just want to acknowledge that uh, mental health is super important. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you do to take care of your mental health, yeah, continue to do that. It's it, it, it's a daily battle that you can't always win, but you know, each day that you make it through a day and you can wake up and try, you're that much closer to peace and clarity. And I think you know the biggest thing for people with friends who struggle with mental health is literally mm-hmm. just listen. Like we yeah. don't, we don't need the quotes. We don't need the cliches all the time. We just want an ear. Sometimes we just want to feel heard because sometimes we feel very alone in our thoughts. Yeah. And so, you know, if you have embarked on your mental health journey and you have found peace and clarity and you feel as though you have all the advice to give, sometimes it's, it's good to just stay quiet and just yeah. listen and let someone tell you what they want to hear. So for everyone who deals with mental health, knows people who deal with mental health, people who have overcame their mental health battle, shout out to you. Much love to you. Real quick. Keep going. I, I want to ask you, what's one thing you said, you know, like be an ear, mm-hmm. but for people who are looking for maybe outlets for the mental health mm-hmm. that aren't the, I guess, the traditional routes of therapy. I mean, you can, you're in therapy only, what, once a week or yep, however, every, a week. however often you schedule. Like, yep. What are some things that people could be doing to like, you know, daily you know, it's different. Person, yeah. but just some just some suggestions for people. Yeah, don't know yeah, where to start. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, journaling, I think, is great. Whether it's written or like voice notes. I sometimes when I'm really voice like notes. flustered, voice notes. I, I, oh. I do voice notes because you know you just get to get it all out. You get to listen back, and you're like, okay, those feelings, whether I have them about somebody or something, I wouldn't want to say those things to that person. Yeah. So I can get them out on my phone, listen back to them hear them, kind of clear them up a little bit and maybe structure. If I do want to approach someone with something, Mm -hmm. I have this, it's kind of like a practice round Mm -hmm. before I, before I do that. So journaling and, uh, voice notes, reading my Bible has been big for me. Um, just every day that, that affirmation, that, that encouragement, it's the, the Bible app. It's somehow it knows what you need to hear. Or what? read rather every day. What did I tell you when I text you this morning? Proverbs seventeen seventeen. 17, 17 a friend loveth at all times. A brother is born for adversity. Wow. It is, uh, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. But um, you know, everyone has their methods. People have their vices. I I I do not judge. You know, if whatever you do brings you peace, you know, do that. Um, but I I've said it before on other podcasts. I strongly encourage everyone at least try therapy. You may not love it, but having that objective person to hear you. It's life changing. It's changed my life. Mm. So yeah, that's uh, that's what we I was getting deep, y'all. In the <laughs> Come on even, now, you we know ain't what even we do. To the shits <laughs> you <yet>. know the <laughs> work. <laughs> uh, our guy is back up in Ithaca doing his thing. But shout out to our VP of everything, Kieran Hurley, Kieran. the boy. Flatbush and Staten Island's own. Right. <laughs> of course, we want to shout out Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all the streaming platforms. And you can get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. Like I said before, we are back in comfortable, familiar territory. We are at the Brooklyn Podcasting Studio with our guy Josh out here taking pics. Funny enough, his name is Josh. And I was the guy about to say, because <laughs> when you said he was Josh, I'm like... Did he just say he was Josh just to answer the phone? I'm like, it's two Joshes. I was like, wow, it's two Joshes. It's two Joshes here. Because I was like, yo, is this Josh? <laughs> and then you came down, I'm like, oh, maybe Josh sent him down. Uh, and I get him, like, he ain't Josh. They both named Josh. And I was gonna ask you, but you Josh too? Okay. Bet. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, yeah. he didn't lie. He ain't never lied. Joshes don't lie. They yeah. don't. They don't. Right. They, they're not joshing. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my god. Woo. 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into this chat. We're introducing a fun mini segment called Responsible Revisit. Dun, dun, dun. We need a sound for that. We do. We do. Because last week, and you know, I was, I was, as I re listened <laughs> to, to the episode, I was like, damn, I really didn't impress Nick on this more. We're the Responsible Podcast. And Nick had the nerve to say he, he knows <laughs> that an album is not an album of the year contender despite yeah. not yeah, hearing yeah. it. But we are the Responsible Podcast. So we are going to revisit <sighs> that conversation. Hear Nick's thoughts on Young Blues Moon Boy. Let Take me, it away. I'm okay. Hi, y'all. I'm Nick. <laughs> and I'm here for the revisit. <laughs> so like he in detention. Right. <laughs> you know, what you in for? Uh, I will never, I will never irresponsibly critique an album again. Um a hundred times in cursive. But so yeah, I, I ran I ran Young Blues album Moon mm-hmm. Boy with an open mind, mm-hmm. open mind. And you know, it was in certain points, like the first, maybe first like six joints, like I was like, oh, I was listening. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a gauge of his like sound. Right. You know, like what does he sound like? And maybe I need to listen a little more. Mm-hmm. I think still the strongest song is the um is the the Drake joint. Yo, still, your mind still? Yeah, okay. it, just the melodies, just it's just a very strong joint. Mm-hmm. And the the Chris Brown one too. Like that my, is hard. My <laughs> thing is this. Hard. My thing is this, and I think what I deduce from his project is that you know he he brought out a good variety of people. I was very very impressed to hear uh, Sean. I really like the Jeezy joint. The beat is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Legend, her those back to back. You know I think showing that he had uh, some range that could, he could be on different projects or different with different people on on the project. Yeah, but I would say though, still I felt like the features were made the songs. Something about him didn't feel, it wasn't, nothing was cutting through. It wasn't, none, none of the lyrics mm-hmm. stood out to me. Mm-hmm. The delivery is pretty common. Right. You know, it's a pretty current delivery that I think a lot of people have mm-hmm. right now. It's the melodic sort of auto-tune, less, less you know, 100%, 100% retune cranked on on the plug-in, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's more you hear the auto-tune-y sort of thing to it. Right. I like it, the way his voice sounds, like the actual timbre of his voice. Yeah. Like, kind of got that deeper voice um nice tone like a very rich tone yeah but other than that it, it didn't really stand out to me i'm gonna be honest you know i That's can right. i can at at peace say that but not, there's joints on there's <laughs> joints on here that I, I was like oh this is fire but he was like, spitting on the the intro dive died yeah the, die, die of the, the moon. moon uh the john legend one. he yeah. was spitting like yeah, yeah some yeah. real personal like yeah, no, he, pain he, stuff he definitely like i would say on a few joints i could i could tell that he was at least being authentic yeah right but there was nothing i think when it comes to like a um the uh, not the craft, but like the artistic value for me of like not knowing his story, not knowing his sound. There was mm-hmm. nothing that's like, oh, like dang, you heard that bar or you heard that this. Like, right. Nothing really stood out in that way. You just it seemed honest though. Yeah. So I mean, sure. like if that's true to him. There's listeners out there for that. So were there any points that you wanted to skip anything? Uh yes. I can't remember specifically which ones, but I purposefully just, you know, for me, it's like I. I have to really get into the zone of that sort of uh, that sort of rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's different. It, it is different. Yeah. The cadence is very like almost like, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> tapping on you because you have to get it, you have to fall into a zone with yeah. that. And so I was I was just trying to be patient with it and let yeah. it be. So I didn't skip anything. I mm-hmm. let it go. I'm just like, oh, I want to move on. But with you but you did have the desire. To. I at a certain point, yeah. yeah but okay, I, you know, typically first. When I listen to Alan's first go, I never you can't. Skip. Yeah, I that's weird. Skip. That's weird. Also, too, something that we can talk about, um, which I'm curious to see if you do. Mm-hmm. 
I was talking to, shout out Yano. We were talking about an album, and it's like when you play an album, he was saying that he heard a joint. I think it was the back of my mind joint. He heard one of the joints and just replayed it immediately, then kept going. Mm -hmm. And I was curious. I was like, wait, do people like replay joints while they listen to an album if if the song really uh, uh, impacts me in that way then I, I will replay it like i'll first listen yeah for example thug's uh album uh bubbly with travis scott and drake i, I replayed it because drake's flow the the beat switch for drake drake got the beat switch this time drake usually is starts the song <laughs> and, and then, then someone else gets the beat yeah. switch and they're like oh he watched drake it's like no he just gave you something he, he different. something different he yeah. wrapped it a faster tempo but drake got the beat switch this time um with um Surf I Love a Boy, I ran back Seven Name and Bridal Path. I had to. You, you have to, you have to run that song back. Seven Name and Bridal Path demands being run back. Uh Culture Three, having having our way, I ran back. Um there's there's I think uh Snow Allegra's album, Tangerine Dream, I ran back. So yeah, like if if the song really is like, oh not as hard, or there's or sometimes when you zone out and you wanna like really get into the lyrics, like if I can tell I'm just listening but not really hearing it, then yeah. I'll, I'll run the song back too. So it's either if it's really fire or if I want to really get into the lyrics. I've always said it's hearing, not listening. I always say yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I flipped it. I flipped no, it. I, people say tomato, tomato. But yeah. um, no, that's curious. So I might I might take a page out of you and Yano's book and, and try it. Uh, but I typically, yeah, I typically like, I'm like, oh, this is the one, mm -hmm. right? Because I, I think I'm searching every time you listen, you're like, what's the the standout joint? The one right? that just hits the me. The one that yeah. I, like, the one that you can play and you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I typically just yeah, let it play once and then I will go back <coughs> to the joints. Mm -hmm. The other ones I will never revisit again, but mm -hmm. that I don't really care for. But yes, I re this is Nick and this has been Responsible Revisit. <laughs> and I revisited Moonboy. So... <laughs> Yeah. So we'll be doing this a lot more often. I know I said I'm going to listen to the Lil Nas X album. So I will be the next detention <laughs> attendee for Responsible Revisit. Yeah. Uh, next up, Easy On Me by Adele Oof. dropped. It broke the single day Oof. streaming record on Spotify. We don't care about numbers, but that is just something that we do have to acknowledge. And I think, you know, a, an extremely big part of that is people love Adele. And when you hear new Adele, you like when I, I was in the gym. When that song dropped, I was listening to a podcast. So I saw someone post a link on Twitter. I immediately closed the podcast, played that Adele on repeat while I'm on the bike. Now, I've told you all, I listen to mainly trap and gritty rap when I'm in the gym, sometimes R&B when I'm warming up or something like that. I just listen to Adele the rest of my workout. I really like the record. It's, it's not that much different from what she's done in the past, but it's still good. And... One thing I've noticed with music discourse generally is people say, and we kind of had this conversation last week with CLB and a couple of things like, oh, it's, 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 it's what she's always done. But I'm like, right, like you can get upset about something being samey or linear, but if it's still good, I'm not going to complain. Adele's singing her ass off on that right, song right. that, 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 that run, like that, yeah. that run, I was like, <laughs> I like yeah I, I I could complain that this is something similar to what I've got in the past, but it's still good. Yeah, no, not many people could sing like her. So easy on me. It's it's got my stamp of approval. I mean, the thing that you go for Adele, you go for Adele because like Adele put me in that place mm -hmm. where you at right now in yeah. life. You know, talk to me, mm -hmm. talk to me, tell me what's going on, tell me the real. All I have to say is the writing on this song. Listen to the opening lines. There ain't no gold in this river that I've been washing my hands in forever. 
I know there is hope in these waters, but I can't bring myself to swim. When I'm drowning in this silence, baby, let me in. Mm. And of course, with a beautiful, beautiful melody mm-hmm. and a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. There's, she has this. And I think the, the reason why people, well, we look for Adele's. We don't look for, I guess, the elevation of like, you know, give me something, a new sound. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear on no beat. I don't want to hear. I want to hear just real raw. It's yeah. So her music is so human. Yeah. It's so real. Yeah, and literally. we know she'd be going through it. Yeah, right? man. And so yeah. she's able to articulate herself very well about, you know, the, the stories and, and for such a, such a, a an artistic way. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. We love some Adele. Yeah. Yeah. We love we've, some Adele. I love the song is, it's up there, yes, but it, it's, it's similar to other things. But I don't care. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Like that, that, that's <laughs> if it was similar and bad, it's like, oh yeah, no, no, no. She she gotta she gotta go go back to the lab. But it's 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 and but and that's the thing too is when you take such a long break, you can either take a sharp left and give your fans something completely new, or you can kind of get them condition them to just be ready to hear you again by going with the safer option. I feel like Easy on Me was a little safe. Mm-hmm. Which is not a bad thing. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's just like she's like, I'm trying to get you back in mode. I wouldn't be surprised if the second single was a more different. experimental in a way, and not that she's gonna come with some Afro beats. I mean, we saw her at, at Carnival. God, <laughs> the the tiny bump. Yeah. But you know, like, I, would I be opposed to it? I think that Adele could smoke anything <laughs> she tries to do. Well, we'd have to see. <laughs> like, we, we gonna see. Right. But I, I, I think she could do it. But I think you know, for her returning after. It's been six years, years, like going with a safe but relatable and just good sounding song. Solid. I'm not mad at it. We do solid. We listen. (laughs) That was a free throw. Yeah, knock that down. (laughs) She got points on the board. She got that. She gonna hit y'all with with, with the spin fade soon. That's it. Uh, Me and G been just going crazy with the basketball references (laughs) this week. I mean, it's perfect. (laughs) Like the the parallels between music and sports are just like it. it, It's just it. It just is what it is. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay. So, uh the first single off of Still Over It, X for a Reason, uh Summer Walker featuring JT released. Um I want to preface this by <laughs> saying again, I like Summer Walker a lot. I am critical of the people I like. You guys heard me last week talking about Drake. I like up tempo Summer Walker. Something Real with Chris Brown was dope. That 2019 record, I don't know if you remember that. It was dope. No. X for a Reason was not feeling. Okay. Was not feeling at all. I I played it multiple times. I focused on the lyrics one listen. I focused on the production another listen. I focused on how I felt. I just didn't feel much. That sort of beat pattern is a specific, like, it's an immediate, you like it or you don't. Yep. Immediately, yep. like either you yep. like it or you don't. And I'm not saying it. it's a bad song. I, I I think it's a daring choice for her for a first single too, which I admire. Yeah. I admire that pushing because the first single off of Over It was, I guess it would be the Girls Need Love remix. Then she came with the A Boogie record, Stretch You Out, uh, playing games too. The, those were her lead-ins to Over It. So this is different, and it's it's cool that she's giving us different. And I as soon as I saw JT was featured, I was like, hmm interesting but what they accomplished is and this is some a conversation i had the other day too a lot of people and they don't acknowledge it they don't want to admit it they love artists because of the aesthetic the way yeah. we talk about r&b these days yeah 
it's it's not I want vocal stacks or arrangement. It's it's I need to hear that toxic shit. I need that shit that puts me in my bag. I want to be a sad boy, a sad girl. And so we kind of accept minimal effort as long as the beat, the production, or a line puts you in your bag. And so I think that the excitement that Cam comes with Summer Walker and one of the city girls working together, you know, hot girl summer toxic all that hey I, I i live for it i think that is what is going to hinder a lot of people from potentially being honest about this song so that is all i have to say i i wasn't really feeling it but i'm still looking forward to the to, to the to the to the album you know whoever thinks i'm not being responsible here perhaps you you are just being defensive or or dismissive <laughs> no that's a very responsible just, explanation just, yeah. you listen to it several times yeah. you listen to different things yeah and- man Nah, I mean, you feel how you feel how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. So, how'd you feel about it? I, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I think people have just kind of written me off as like, you don't like summer. No, I really do like summer. But I, I could list ten I'm, songs right I, now of I, summers I love. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm. I'll say this: I accept the song, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to hear what is next. Yeah, that's what I will say about yeah. the song. Yeah. Um, it, the the production, the beat is one of those things where, like, in the mood when I heard the beat, because like it is one of those beats where you're like, either you like it or you don't mm-hmm. immediately. And I was like, oh, I've never heard her on something like this. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of to the point of like, oh, I wouldn't imagine that. That's kind of cool, you know, bringing sort of like more of the city girls vibe to, yeah. to like a summer what summer could do. So it it wasn't terrible. But then what's funny when I was playing the music in the queue prior to I play prior prior to playing that randomly was the song where her and Shelly. Uh, uh, addicted, uh, not addicted to love. Yeah, it's called addicted mm. to love, and she's singing on that joint. Mm. And I'm just like, see, I, it was like, I'm like, I, I can't, how can I accept <laughs> this when I've hear when I can hear the girl like yeah. really sing, sing. Yeah. But you know, anyways, uh, I've heard the song. Yeah. yeah. And in effort to be responsible, I've heard. So I'm looking <laughs> right straight in camera. <laughs> Slow push. <laughs> <laughs> I have made an effort to be responsible. Yeah. And I'm a. I am accepting of this song and I am interested to hear what is forthcoming. Yeah. And I I think and I, I really don't want to revisit the over it conversation. So no, I'll, I'll just no, say this last no. thing. <laughs> I think I could be wrong cuz th- again what I said was what I said before, I don't know if I said this while we we're recording, but a lot of people will tell you they like something or something is fire and they won't tell you why. I think a big reason that people love the product, love over it so much is the production. They they love the London on the track production. It's something different for Summer. And we both have spoken about how what we got used to from her, the neo soul, lonely girl in her room, learning how to play guitar, that's what we preferred. Neither of us said that over it was bad. It just wasn't what we wanted to hear from her. And so I think that X for a reason and over it is an example of the production carrying her. Mm-hmm. She can she's not hiding behind it, but it's almost overpowering her to mm-hmm. an extent. Because my favorite girls on my favorite songs on Over It are Potential and Fun Girl. Those sound like just voice notes. They're mm-hmm. very minimal. Yeah. I, I, and right I'm sure for a, a lot of other people, their favorite songs would be the title track, Over It, Body, whatever. So I, that's just that's something I, I want you to consider. That is all. Uh, Next up, Young Thug released his second studio album, Punk. Thug Thug is generational. (laughs) (laughs) Thug is generational. Thug can, he can, he is as lyrical as the rappers of old. He is as experimental as the rappers today. He's clever. He's funny. He's his own person. He's charming. 
He's introspective. He's done songs with Elton John and Jim Jones and Nav and Drake and Future and Doja and Camilla Cabello. He's Doug is just he's limitless. And so I went into punk very enthused, optimistic, and I was very, very pleased. When I first, my first listen, the first half is like, almost like, it's very slow. It, it kind of lulled me for a bit. Mm-hmm. The songs were good, but I was like, "Is the album's not going to be like this the whole time. And then once it hits that second half where he just turns up and hits, he just, the gun goes off and he starts sprinting, <laughs> sprinting to 55. He goes crazy. There, there's a run on the album I love. I saw you post it. It's like an eight song run. Where he just he he just absolutely doesn't miss the features were great. He got a good verse out of ASAP Rocky in 2021. When's the last good ASAP Rocky verse you heard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, best Travis Scott verse I've heard in three years, bro. It's, we were just talking about that. It's been a minute, Travis. I haven't heard this one yet, but it's been a minute, <laughs> Travis. It's been a minute. Though. I, 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 <laughs> I, I think he told Travis, yo, we're not going to open up the sky for you. We're not going to change the beat for you. You got to go on this you beat. You got to rap, bro. You got something to prove because if you don't, I'm taking you off. I'm going to put Future on. They know what me, Drake, and Future do. So you you better come and bring it. I, and Travis brought it. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm I'm very impressed, Drake. I lo- I love that bubbly verse. He 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 got the beat switch. He said, "I've been on the charts for 500 weeks, so somebody must like hearing me speak." Yeah, no, it's tough. <laughs> Not- <laughs> you niggas know it's true too. You know it's true. You might hate him, but you like to hear him. Uh, but yeah, Thug Thug does. Uh, my favorite song is "Love You More." He got Nate Roos, Gunna, and Jeff Basker. Who's Nate Roos? Nate Roos, I believe he was in the group Fun. Let let me Google real quick. But Nate Roos and Thug are two people that you probably wouldn't expect to hear together, but you also wouldn't expect to hear. Yep, he's he's in Fun. Oh, that's dog. He from was fun. in Fun. See, he's really tapping into the rock side. Too, yes, because right? they're like indie rock. Yep, stuff, yep, right? yep. And he floated. That that is my. F- I'm playing Love You More at my wedding. Oh my god! I'm, I'm playing it at my wedding. Like you know how Ed Sheeran "Perfect" is kind of the wedding song now that everybody's yeah. using. I'm playing "Love You More" there. Oh wow! So yeah, Thug did his thing. Um, Ed Sheeran ain't getting no burn at my wedding. That's fine. Yeah. That's 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 the <laughs> sidebar. <laughs> uh, California by Reggie Beckton. Being a fellow R&B artist, I would like to hear how you felt about it. Yeah, no, I I, th- I thought it was a solid project, man. Mm-hmm. This is his what his debut joint debut too, album. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, shout out Reggie and shout out the team, Village Music Group, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, Edgar, Megan Taylor, Jordan, you know, <laughs> uh, the peoples. Yeah, no, I, I thought it, the production was very solid. He had, well, he had Ye Ali on there. Yeah, Ali, he Chris had, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, Chris Patrick on yeah, there. Yeah, Chris right? Patrick's people, doing his yeah, thing, people man. Haven't, yeah, people got to get, he's from Jersey, right? Yes. Yeah, Jersey guy. He's doing his thing. Um, but no, no, I think it was cool, you know, I... What I liked about it, you know, being from California, I was listening to it in a, in a different way. I was trying to, you know, why is it titled California and trying mm-hmm. to get the whole the whole story. And, I, you know, I've only run it once, but I want to I definitely want to run it back again to try to glean more from that sort of thing. And I know he's from originally from like PG County, yep. right? PG County yep, yep, yep. and then came to California. And so, yeah. You know, that whole story of trying to make it and then going through what you go through in life. And like mm-hmm. one of the, the what the second song is talking about his depression. Yeah. Literally. Depression. But. It, it was like, oh, like yeah. immediately made my ear. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. dude's talking. Like he's telling the story immediately. Yeah. Uh, let me pull up the track list real quick. 
are we doing that so I yeah. can get, you know, <laughs> so I don't have to go sit back in responsible revisit. <laughs> yeah, I had the pleasure of uh, covering one of the singles, So High, featuring Ryan on um, on California. So High is really dope. It's um, it's it's like it's ear candy, man. It just it, it, it genuinely feels like you're on clouds listening to that when you hear it. and like the yeah. the harmonies, the chemistry between him and Ryan. It feels it feels palpable 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 like it's it's just it's genuine and um uh, depression's one of my favorite records obvious is the, the, obvious is is the, the standout no that's the peak the that is like, the peak of the project no 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 immediately i was like oh there yeah. it goes yeah you know when you hear joints it's like oh yep. there it goes you know you the joints know. for me that were like the ones that were you know clearly like oh yeah obvious mm-hmm. boom um room 143 special me. that was one of the singles too. i really enjoyed that one uh, I like the production of Losers. I like long R and B songs. I yeah. like I like when people explore. Take their give time. me six minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it was like in the five, fifteens ish mm-hmm. area. Take your time. Give me something. Give me. He something. really blends a lot of genres. Well, you hear hip hop elements. You hear rock. You hear jazz. You hear pop. You hear you hear a lot of different. There's something for everybody. No, but it doesn't musical people. Yeah, right. But it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like he's targeting things like. The production very much so fits the message he's trying to get across yeah. every time. It ju- it's it's authentic, and you can't ask for more from your R and B music these days. Yeah, no, he, no, this this is a very solid introduction to the world. I really liked Monte Carlo. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like, bro. I'm like, I wouldn't have mind. Honestly, I wouldn't have minded it moved up on the project. Mm. Like, I wouldn't mind. It, like, shoot, if y'all would have gave me that in the beginning, I'm like, oh, here, here we go. Um, yeah. But yeah. but no, I I I really I really think they they're doing something special over there. So y'all. 100%. We, we're looking forward to hearing more from y'all. Uh, so we we keep it going. Scratches in the mirror, I thought was like a genius title. I was yeah. like, yo, that's fire. Yeah, like I was listening. I'm like, dang, how are he gonna? Fit? When I saw saw the uh, the track list, I was like, ooh, scratches in the mirror. I'm like, dang, I got scratches <laughs> on my mirror. What do you mean? Uh, <laughs> and so when when I heard the, the story, I was like, ooh, this is tough. Yeah. I think it's just such a clever song title name. Hundred percent. Which I'm definitely trying to branch into more, like making clever song titles. And, Gotta, it's gotta, coming. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm. Oh, it's on the hard drive. <laughs> it's on the hard drive. The hard drive it's is on ready. The hard drive. <laughs> so yeah, shout out Reggie. Uh, lastly, for our chat, just want to show love to uh, Ryan, who's featured on Reggie Beckham's uh, Project California. Mm-hmm. Her new single, Deeper, loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, Ryan's voice. When I heard her on So High, I was like, whoever this is, I need to listen to her mm-hmm. way more. We follow each other now. Uh, I, I showed her a bunch of love on her music and um, deeper, deeper hit. Sometimes something is so good you just don't have much to say about it. And I know that's contradictory to what I was saying before when I said people can't explain when they like things, but she sings well. The production is incredible. The writing is great. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Check out Deeper by Ryan. What you sipping on, brother? Man, I'm sipping on a few things, man. Take go ahead and you know, people for the people. Show the people what I got you on. Know? Right. Some San Pellegrino. You know? This is a Aran Ciara Rosa. Mm. Rasa Rosa. Sparkling blood orange beverage. Let me Come get this, now. this cover you know, off do, so I can hit we, the... We try to stay hydrated <laughs> in the bougiest the... of manners. <laughs> <laughs> it's goofy. But anyways, I was the uh, oat milk Olympian for today with some regular coffee. I needed it today, man. Hey, man. I needed it. But... Coffee uh, does what we need to do. Yeah, so this is an actual half and half for today. Like a, a real legitimate half and there half. There it is. But our half and half is coming out of inter- interesting engineering. 
And, you know, for those who know, I, I really enjoy these these tech think pieces to see about where we're going because tech is the world um, and is the future and it's in everything. And so specifically how it's going to affect the way we consume music, how music is created, all the above. So this one is coming out of interesting engineering. This is pop star algorithms. Why AI will soon make better music than humans. And this is by my guy, Eric James Bayer or Bayer. It's spelled like. Meyer with a B, so mm-hmm. I just go with Bayer. Okay, but if it's Bayer, sorry, Eric. <laughs> and yeah, so basically, this is this. It's an interesting session. So it, it talks about this company. This is a, a digital media agency called Space One Fifty. So what they did is they experimented with like an AI machine um, learning programs to basically create a song, um, and the song is called Jack Park Canny Dope Man, which is a banger as they say, quote-unquote banger, in the hip-hop song vein of one of the genre's biggest names, Travis Scott. So for those who understand, so what they basically did is they trained sort of a neural network, an AI system on Travis's entire catalog. Um, And so it it basically created this music. So they had like text, um, speech, software, which is specifically, okay, so they said they fed Travis Scott's lyrics to a machine learning text generator for two weeks. And so they have this whole song. I, I really, y'all should really go look this up. But the the it's song crazy. is called Travis Bot. And when you listen to it, you literally could put it this on in the background. And the article says this. And you put this on in the background and you would not be none the wiser that it wasn't a Travis song. Mm-hmm. It literally sounds just like Travis with all this. So I'm just like, wait, what, what are people doing? Right. And so you think about what is the application of this? Why does this even matter? And the article talks about a little bit, you know, the ethics. There's always a thing about with machine-based learning and all that sort of stuff, talking about the ethics of it and what will it be. And there's there's no way I think ever that AI is going to replace humans mm-hmm. in music because, you know, they don't experience it. A machine giving you a song does never experience something, and it needs a source anyway. So it needs yeah. something to source itself off of. Mm-hmm. So there will always be, I think, a human element to music creation. Uh. <laughs> but... I think with this has some interesting implications of like how it could be applied um, in the music industry. So, for example, they, they use this example of in 2018, a company called Endel. They developed an app to create unique ambient soundscapes for its users based on their heart rate, circadian rhythm, and even the surrounding atmospheric conditions announced. In a, it was announced in a press release. Um, and that w- they were signing with Warner Music Group to release 20 algorithm-driven albums revolving around the themes of sleep, relaxation, and focus. Tech is nuts. <laughs> That's Tech crazy nuts. to think about. So it's like, this is yet another way, potentially, for companies to get involved, which could be the wellness space. Mm-hmm. The wellness and, you know, uh, space. So I'm thinking about, like, the company that I work for, which we're not going to say, but different <laughs> other places that, you know, that are in that sort of space. It's yep. just like, wow. Like, tech is really... Make, it's it's crazy. It's like it's so I, immersed in our lives already. Like, why not? Why not? You know, do things like this, right? <laughs> so it, it, it's really, really interesting to think about just like the way tech is sort of integrated into our lives and what could be the the almost the unlimited potential, and especially with yeah, like AI and how AI is getting better and deeper and more aware, and the way they're able to manipulate it and and train these these sort of systems. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Algorithm, algorithmic based, you know, content, I think is going to be a thing 
Definitely. It's already a thing. It is. Yeah. But it's only going to evolve. It's only going to evolve. It's even going to get deeper and deeper. So, like, imagine telling Siri one day, yo, Siri, I'm hungry. And uh, just an Uber Eats receipt pops up on your phone, getting your exact order from your favorite restaurant. Already knows. It knows you that well. Right. Like, that's. Because they're already tracking that stuff already. It's just not. It's not something. Yeah. This is why you ever notice, like, you ever notice when you go on your iPhone, right? Mm -hmm. And. There's somebody I, I, that I share a lot of songs with that we're not going to name, but I share a lot of songs with them. Mm-hmm. And I was going to share a song with some with G, someone mm-hmm. totally different. And in my suggested was that person. Yep. I didn't speak to this person in a few days. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I'm like, yo. Yeah, bro. I'm like, dang, mm-hmm. this stuff is really paying It's paying attention in layers that you're not even yeah. thinking about. Nah, the scary thing for me was when I popped up at work one day and... As I just open my phone, it like on the the lock screen or whatever, it pulls up my my clock in app that I use to clock into work because it just it's, it's so used to time, a certain right. hour when I get there. Oh, he clocks in at this time. Like tech is tech is crazy. Same with my Ubers to work, bro. The Uber mm-hmm. joint. You know, I'm up in prior. I'm up in the dark. Yep. Immediately, I look at my phone. It's talking about Uber is sending me a notification talking about. Hey, do you want to send? You want to book a ride to the same place that you be going? <laughs> I'm like, dang, get out of my life! Yeah, man. but no, I I think that you know tech has its own the the AI thing and algorithmic thing has its own like ethical concerns, whatever. Of course, whatever it is they already listening. They already know everything. Bruh. They're just not telling us. <laughs> Shout out my FBI agent. Yeah, hey, what up? What's good? We're gonna have you on responsible. <laughs> that's responsible that's someone, revisit. That's someone who need to be on responsible revisit. All our FBI, CIA agents, they need to be responsibly revisiting. Need to a lot revisit of com- your moral standards, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, though, that was that was our half and half. Start thinking about the implications of AI and what it could mean for content and music. Yes, sir. Ski album deals. Crazy, bro. Crazy man. It's crazy. A robot's going to be the highest selling artist in 20 years. Book it. Book it. Uh, Shout out our employee of the month one more time. Mike Hamilton Jr., the senior director of commerce at Epic Records. Shout out to you, good brother. Keep doing your thing. Let's jump into our slide deck. What we talking about, brother Frank? The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. You weren't. So... We got some heat for y'all. What you bring? Man. So I brought a I brought a really uh dope song. Mm-hmm. Uh this is from a guy who is represented by a friend of ours. And I had the fortunate honor and opportunity to I've been watching this brother for a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. because of our association to his manager. And I had the fortunate opportunity to be at his first show mm-hmm. ever. Uh, wow. This is what he said. First show ever at Baby's All Right. He was opening up for Van Buren Records. Shout out to guys at Van Buren. They're doing anything. And yeah, yeah, they're super dope. And he had a little quick, you know, three song set or so. And I'd heard the other two songs before, but he played this song. And immediately I was like, uh oh, this dude might be out of here. <laughs> he might be up out of here really quickly, uh, especially has a great team around him. And the brother really got a dope sound. Um, very, I think. I think he's very versatile. So far from what I've heard, you know, it's only been a little bit of stuff, but the man produces everything. So this song is produced by him as well. But, mm. um, you know, he's playing instruments, he's producing, he's writing, he's singing, and he's sort of rapping. He's 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 in a in a space of his own for sure, and it it's its own thing. 
it's its own thing, and I wanted mm. to let it speak for itself. But this is also mixed by one of our favorites, Mr. Jeff Jackson. Shout out to the brother, uh, Mr. Jeff. So this is Greatest Fault by Hush Forte, produced by Hush Forte, mixed by Jeff Jackson. Y'all check this one out. That. Immediately, we both hit the nest. Production got me immediately. What? And I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a sucker for like those. I don't know if filtered's the right word, but those those type of vocals, those just like just different different types of vocals. Is is is, is it filtered? Please please educate. It's me, not brother. filtered. Okay. Um, there's always gonna be EQ on some vocals, but mm-hmm. that's why Jeff, because I was listening to this and I was like. Jeff, I need this chain, bro. <laughs> Jeff, if you're listening to this, please tell me everything on this vocal chain. I'm gonna hit you up actually, because the the crispiness, the warmth, yeah, the uh, uh, Jeff, you're a beast. Mm-hmm. But it's really great, and it's accompanied by an incredible vocal performance. Yeah, that's just so it's it's his thing. But you know, he was talking about you know it's be about being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The the visual goes to match. Check out the visuals you too, y'all. Hush forte, hush forte, like. And also, too, I don't know if this is a thing, but I'm curious to know, hush, forte in music means, like, loud. Like, if you're looking at piano yeah, music, yeah, yeah, yeah. it means loud. Yeah. The other day, I was just sitting there, when I was listening, I'm like, oh, mm. it's an oxymoron. I get it. I get it now. So, if that's the case, shout out to you, hush. That's mm. pretty smart. Clever brother. Yeah. Um, I brought a track. heard this a couple months ago. Shout out to the Spotify algorithms. They never miss. See? Um, in your brain. I'm in here, anime. Literally. <laughs> Uh, so this record is called Never Lose You by Kalan dot F R F R. I'm assuming that's for, for real, real for, for real. real. Yeah, I'm assuming that's for real for real. That's kinda hard. It is. It <laughs> Kalan is Kalan dot for real for real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kinda hard. Because he, he is for real. Uh and this is produced by Magic Beats and I don't know if this is Davio or Dave O. So I'm just gonna I'm, I'm, I think I'm it's Davio. Davio. Okay. Davio. Go James things. Let's tap in. This has its business. 
sometimes I be in the mood. Smoke to calm my nerves, I know sometimes I get at you. Like you don't wanna blame me, me and you go get into it. And you say you gon' leave my stubborn ass, tell you to do it. Acting like I never put you through. Acting like if I tell you, bring that cash, you ain't gon' do it. You keep it a thousand like the ties on all my shoes. Acting like I ain't gon' be sick if I lose you. You hold a nigga down cause you chose to. You always put me first and I got your sword. Family and your friends be calling you stupid. Gave me all this love back then, I ain't know what to do with it. Million on this house, want you to move in it. All these extra rooms in it, what you wanna do with it? You let us say period, well I'm in love if you miss it. It's like I can't find myself whenever you miss it. Sometimes I be in the mood, but I get out my feelings every time I look at you. You give me this feeling, it's like I can never lose. Feel like I can never lose you. And I know I put you through. I come from broken love, so broken love was my influence. I know I broke your heart, but trust me, I ain't mean to do it. You know I'm always always for with you. So I, I feel, Ooh, we sliding today. <laughs> we sliding today. I feel like you and I went to look up the exact same thing when when we heard it. Yeah, he's he, he's from Compton, Carson Compton. West Coast. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. Y'all know what it is. You know how how I feel about that about that Cali music. Got like, my chucks on right now. So I uh, heard that record and it just immediately resonated with me. You know, I love. I'm I'm, I'm always gonna love. Records where there's a beat that sounds like it should be rapped over, but someone sings over it. Bounce. Just they they just get me. And Cali artists do that very well. Like yeah, Cali artists just have have that bop to them, that swag to them. You already know what we on. And but he he's getting vulnerable as well. It's the type of shit you party to, and then you think about you like, oh damn, like you see, stay in the middle party with a drink, like, oh, this is some deep shit. Like this, this really <laughs> relates to me. I'm out here, <laughs> but I'm really <laughs> crying on the inside. <laughs> but uh, Kalan, for real, for real, you're dope. He's uh, he's signed to Rock Nation, so clearly his talent is is recognized um, by some people who can put him in some great positions. So uh, yeah, we keep calling him Kalan for for that. We don't know that. It, it, it could be Kalan F R F R for for. It, it could be a lot of different things. I'm first responder, first responder. It could yeah, be man. Right. So, hey, man. Rapper. You know, if, if we ever get to have a conversation, correct us, correct us, and slide through. So those are our slides. As you all know, you can check out the slide deck playlist on all platforms. Hit the link tree in our IG or Twitter bio. Artists, if you'd like a slide added to the slide deck. Hit us at Stay Busy Pod on IG and Twitter or StayBusyPod at gmail.com to also join our mailing list. Are you ready for the board meeting? Man, we're making great time. Let's get into it. So uh, this board meeting was inspired by several conversations I've been having recently. And that, I think that's one of the things I love about this podcast is the type of conversations we have just personally yeah. and the conversations we have with people yeah. blend into conversations that we can bring to the public yeah and whether people agree with us or not we just get people thinking and we think ourselves so i was talking with someone coincidentally about certified lover boy and he was asking me why i liked 7 a.m on bridal path oh lord and i was like well it's high level rapping and this is what i didn't get to say last week i think clb is some of has moments of some of drake's best rapping ever and overall it's the even if it's not like different production, it's some of the best and most polished production he's ever rapped over. But just, just some stuff is just like, eh. um, but um, for I was telling him, I was like, 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, it's it's angry Drake. He's rapping at an extremely high level. He's, you know, he's throwing the jabs. He's it's just like it's that, like you said, the backpack rap Drake. 
he just sounds like in a clear state of mind and like so it's 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 incredible and he was talking about how it's it's felt formulaic for Drake and he preferred records like War or records like No Friends in the Industry he thought was different it's a flow Drake doesn't use and I was like okay I, I respect that mm-hmm. and yeah. the conversation evolved into a lot of different things then he sent me this article from Pitchfork called Classic Material written by Andrew Nosnitsky because uh, our our conversation morphed into discourse about the things people say about music. People will say, I like this song. This song is fire. This is one of them ones. Yeah. And they won't really say anything beyond that. And they'll get a lot of engagement for it and they'll feel empowered in their thoughts because they just said something very simple that people can latch onto and agree with. And that's kind of, I, I, I have, I perceive one of them ones that phrase as someone trying to say something is a classic, but they don't use the word classic because classic is polarizing and it draws the ire of people who disagree with you. So if you just say something is one of them ones, it's 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 safe. It's easy. It's like I can't really disagree. You know, if someone thinks that 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 thing is one of them ones and sure, I feel like I, I can see through it. I'm like that person wants to say it's a classic, but they don't want their mentions. Bombarded. Do you think that is always the case, though? I think more often than not. I feel like what it would what I think he goes into saying is that, mm-hmm. you know, there's this point, I don't know if I'm stealing your thunder, mm. but there's a point where you're saying like it's everyone we've gotten to the point where it's classics and then everything else. Yes. There's not personal favorites. There's yeah. not the other categories that he listed. Yeah. So I think someone saying like it's one of them ones could be viewed as like a more su- subjective sort of thing. Personal right? favorite. You could be like, nah, Moonboy one of them ones. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is allows you to have that space to have your personal favorites. So I having to qualify you know, it's a classic yeah. to me, to yeah. me, you know, which I think diminishes even that sort of thing, yeah. right? Because yeah. classics have to be, which is the article goes on to describe, and we'll get into it. You know, there's some sort of, uh, what's the word? I know ubiquitous, but I'm trying to find the right tense, of the, whatever, ubiquitous. <laughs> it's got to be ubiquitous in some sort of way. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like naturally accepted by everything. It's sort of standard. But that's that's the thing about music, though, is like there's no universal acceptance of things. And so... You know, the article talks about majority. It, it, right. The article talks about Illmatic by Nas, which is like the holy grail of rap music. That for a lot of people, that is the best rap album ever. And and so he talks about how like we often compare rap albums to that. And for me, it's just like I'm never gonna compare Young Thug Punk to Nas Illmatic. I'm never gonna compare rap, yeah. Futures dirty sprite too to illmatic because it's just it's different type of rap you know for that time when nas dropped that i get it he's this he's this inner city kid a kid 10 songs yeah he's 16 when he did it 10 songs great producers very personal relatable content for that time absolutely it's a classic and it's and it's withstood the test of time as well so i i can understand that but i feel you know generally the word classic has ruined discourse because like you said and like andrew said it's classics and everything else. And when people love albums, they have to anoint them. It, nothing Ooh, can be just on, that was, good. Ooh, that was the nothing one can be that. fire. Nothing can be great or excellent. It has to be a classic. Classic, much like Legend, which we talked about last week, it implies some time. Some time has passed. We've given something the ability to age right. and to be compared to its competition. I'm not going to hear, like, I'll, I'll say this, and I want to be very clear. I don't think these are classics. These are projects that I've heard this year that I think can be classics over time. Two projects. Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. Call Me If You Get Lost, Tyler, the Creator. 
Yeah. Those are the two yeah. projects that I think can be classics in time. Yeah. But I didn't feel that way when I heard Hotels in January. I just thought it was really good. I thought it set a high bar for the year for R&B. Yeah. As time has passed and I've revisited, I'm like, bro, this shit is just undeniable. It's so good. Yeah. The concept, the the, the story, the, the vocal performance, the vocal performance, <laughs> the interludes with the features and it's it's just it's it's a masterpiece put yeah. together. It's in the same conversation seated at the table to me. Like the way it was, yeah, the, the yeah, con- yeah, construction. Yeah. Yeah. I said that before. I said it was. It, yeah. I don't know. If, we weren't potting at the time, but yeah. like, I definitely said it, it's mm-hmm. giving seat at the table, but in a more direct way. It, it seemed like the formatting was very similar. But yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm not gonna stand. I wasn't definitely wouldn't stand on that in January. I'm not gonna stand on that now because I want to see how I feel about it a year from now. But m- music these days, you know, and social media plays a big part in this. It's so comparative. We we can't. Just say, I like this album. It has to be, I like this album, and it's better than this album because fandoms are so connected to projects from their favorites. And then, you know, especially if two artists are beefing, like CLB and Donda getting impaired, why, why, why is that happening? People live for that. It's why why, why, so why is that happening? I'll tell you, I like CLB better than Donda, but they're two very different projects. Yeah. So they're two very different sub genres within rap Kanye is giving you gospel you know rap hybrid trap all that and drake is giving you drake drake's music his own drake is a genre himself so that really plays a negative part in the types of conversations that we have and it, it, it's just kind of unfortunate it's crazy he wrote this article in 2012 the foresight, foresight that he had where it's 2021 now and so many of these things are are ringing true the presence like, of mind you know, he says it's difficult to pinpoint when exactly hip hop's obsession with the classic and cohesive album began, especially because hip hop has been such a singles oriented genre throughout so much of its career. How, how, how do you get on? You don't get on. You usually don't get on with an album. It, it, it takes a big single. First Kendrick song that I heard, I think, was Swimming Pools. And that that was on the radio. It was a big popular radio record. So I hear this. I'm like, oh, who's this guy with the weird voice? I listen to more of his stuff. I'm real. Uh, everything on a uh, section eighty and uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Oh yeah, y'all wasn't y'all wasn't at the overly dead. We was I, I was, and of course, minute. and so, yeah. Yeah, 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 and and it's different when the artist is local t- to your area because I think you know for a lot of like a boogie fans, for example, the world might have just gotten exposed in like twenty eighteen, but for us, we've been listening since twenty sixteen. People local to the area, but um, it, it really is fascinating because like. Why? Like, why? <laughs> why? Why do? Why? Why? I had a conversation today. It, it, it stemmed from us posting the Summer Walker clip where this guy said that we were bugging for our opinions because he's still playing the album two years. So two years later, I'm like, <laughs> so? I'm still listening to Future's Wizard two years later. That's not a classic to me. It's a really good project. It's a really great project. Like, is is it not okay for something to be excellent and really good and not be a, a classic? classic? Thank you. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Throw it's, out some criteria for classic. Give me some criteria other than time. <sighs> yeah. Give me some some time. Give me some criteria that got to be in the conversations that all classics that we mm-hmm. acknowledge as classic have. Yeah. But maybe we don't speak on. So it has to be indicative of the era. Yeah. In that, you know, you you can hear this and you can be brought back to the time period in which it came out. You can remember what fashion was popping. Mm-hmm. You can remember what TV shows were popping. You can remember what you were doing, who you was dating, Facts. who you might have been thinking about that you shouldn't have been thinking about. Like it's <laughs> 
they're these they're their time capsules but then they also do have to be timeless they have to be something that ages well and you can revisit and still enjoy and they also have to be influential and that that was something i brought up with the over it conversation i was like do you think r&b artists 10 years from now are going to be looking at that saying that i want to do that and some people thought yes and i was like okay I respect your perspective on that, but I do think that classics have to be influential. I don't think they have to be conceptual. They don't necessarily have to be storytelling. If it's just really good music, yeah. that's yes. undeniable, yeah. and you can tell other people are trying to recreate what was done with that, that, that's influence. And you can do that without telling a story. I think that's one thing rap fans have done is we have, a lot of us have this conventional view of what a classic is, but I feel like classics are inherently unconventional. Yes, they are. Of course. They're presenting you, you know, a certain era, but they're also they stand out above the rest they're because they're thing. doing things that other projects haven't. Like that's why you call something a classic because it just it takes you to a place where you're just like, whoa, yeah, yeah, like whoa, and stuff that's similar doesn't might not do that. It might you might be like, whoa, but you're not. Whoa. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. every time I revisit nothing was the same, I'm like, Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Freshman year, Warped. Cornell Armand walking to the gym, walking to classes, dealing with one of my exes who was who was playing around with me. Like it's 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 it's, it's instant. It's instant. Warped immediately. Usher. Eighty seven oh one classic yeah. to me confessions. He, Usher got multiple classics, but that's, that's that. <laughs> I don't even think that's another conversation. I think that's just facts. But like eighty seven oh one, I'm a young kid listening on my CD player in my room. I think a lot of a lot of artists. Chris Brown is clearly heavily influenced by Usher. Oh no, of course. Like <laughs> course. Miguel, I think is heavily influenced by Usher. Of course, bro. like that that that's influence. It takes us to a certain place, but it's also something. Yo, Confessions is a cheat code of an album. Like, I don't, I don't know it's if you ever scary, really bro. thought about. Oh no, no, I, I very much so thought about it. The B sides are hits. Like, there, it's, it, it's a disgusting display of amazingness. And it's like we, I feel like the the criteria and the metrics have been watered down and lowered, and people are just maybe pleased a bit easier. Yeah. These days, and especially with the hyperbolic culture of social media and the the desire for engagement, you say these strong things to get people riled up. You know, you you get ratioed. It, it helps you go viral if pe- certain people Goofy. agree with you. Goofy. So, you know, I I really do personally try to avoid using the word classic. I really do. Yeah, because. It's just it's it's reserved. It's it's like the word goat. I hate the oh overuse of the phrase goat. I I don't call everyone goat, and I don't even like being called goat by people because I'm like I'm I'm not there yet. I'll be there one day, but don't call me that right now because I don't want to get comfortable. I don't want to get complacent. And so I'll be seeing people call like ten people to goat. I'm like. Yeah. It don't mean nothing when you say that. You might as well call him bro or or mm-hmm. king or something because like <laughs> not not everyone could be the goat like. Greatest of all time implies one. You cannot say there are multiple goats if it's greatest of all time. Yeah. But, In the same category. Yeah. Like, that's me. Please, <laughs> please. No, I think the main thing that people got to speak about is like the word classic implies time. Like classic. It implies like a now and a then. Like it, it implies both of that. So for me, yeah, you definitely got to have a, the passage of time. Mm-hmm. And then I think the passage of time 
in relation to, uh, you know, people saying about like, oh, uh, you know, I'm still running it two years later. What that mean? What does that mean? What does that actually mean? Because really what you want to say is that you really enjoy the album mm-hmm. and you run it. Chasing Summer, to me, is one of these like, like up here type projects, mm-hmm. right? I run that a few times a week. Mm-hmm. That project gets searched and run <laughs> by me. Mm-hmm. A few times because there's so much that I'm looking for from it, like yeah. that. I that's something, you know. It being being in New York, being a California boy, being in New York, it I feels read, like home. Take me back to LA. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Last song on a project, like so. There's there's reasons, there's personal reasons why you may connect to something and why mm-hmm. I may be getting serious burn from you, um, but to take it and sort of extrapolate your own personal feelings about a project and to slap a label on it yeah. to say like, because I'm running it this much, you know, time has passed for me, you know, just you guys should all acknowledge this as a classic. To me, that's not the mm-hmm. case, bro. It's always funny when people will make those broad statements and then you challenge them on it and they're like, it's my opinion. I'm like, but you're presenting it as if it's if, as a if universal it's fact, thing, yeah. as if it's factual. As if it's fact. And that that gets lost a lot in these music conversations. Is we're all at the end of the day, we're all just expressing how we feel. Yeah. And Twitter is an eco chamber. It's it, it's a bubble. So you know you curate your timeline. And I, I don't follow people that I 100 percent agree with. I love being challenged. I like having those types of conversations. Not everyone likes to have that nuance. But just because I get 100 likes on a tweet, I'm not gonna think, oh, this is facts now. Like nav is the greatest of all time like oh, <laughs> i get 100 likes on that. that's not that's not going doesn't mean I, I believe that and i think that's it's something that like we we, we have this this culture where you know it's kind of like raising your hand in class and you and you get the most laughs on a joke and you automatically think that you're the, you're funnier than someone else right it's it's kind of like that. It's like no, that's that's not we what it means. Moment, you, you, yeah. you, you you just you just got a good shot off, and and it went in, and you know people acknowledge that. But um, you know, I am I, I'm 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 happy with the community that we're building, where we have these types of conversations and we challenge these these conventions and these these societal things that are that have or that are accepted. And not everyone's going to agree with us. Not everyone's going to listen to us and be responsible in the way we are. But um, you know, I I am optimistic that the types of conversations surrounding music will change i don't know if they will but i'm i'm hopeful that they will because it it can get really exhausting and frustrating and i know for me personally i'm a lot more selective with the music opinions that that i put out because oftentimes people who you know quote you or jump in your mentions one they might not understand what you're saying and two two they they might just take the conversation in a completely different direction and it's like no this wasn't it's not it's not what i was talking about like this is not what i was talking yeah. about at all you know everyone thinks that they understand nuance and then they and then they say something and you're just like you're not getting you it. didn't get it yeah you're not you you it. didn't you didn't get it at all like like yeah so you know i'm really appreciative of this this article that uh that this dude wrote and i'm just like i'm still so amazed that he put it out in 2012 and it rings true you know he talks about the source and 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 their ranking system and um and how they played a big part in the way omatic was received and jay-z's reasonable doubt and how you know jay-z will give an album for the people and then an album for himself and the albums for himself will, will resonate more personally but then the albums for the people will do better commercially and you know people's the way people distinguish calling something a classic 
based on commercial performance versus, you know, just the way people discuss it, the narrative surrounding it. Um, it's uh, it's it's really crazy. It's really crazy. You know, uh, some of his critiques of Illmatic, I really enjoyed, um, like how it it's never fun or funny because me, I, you know, I, I like music that's fun. And that's that's part of why I like rap these days. And I like how diverse it is, because like Thug, for example, Thug will give you an introspective verse and then he'll give you a, a fun, a fun verse. And then he'll just give you a bunch of different things like yeah. albums don't have to be these linear one type of thing like yeah. and again that goes back to the conventional idea of what a hip-hop classic was thug got classics and no thug album is the same like thug does very different things and you appreciate what you appreciate and you don't appreciate what you don't appreciate but i What's think a thug classic to you? uh i would say slime season two barter six it's just undeniable music. It's something that you can see other people trying to be like Thug right now. And it brings me back to sitting in the treehouse, Vinny playing it on the Bluetooth. We're in the living room. It, 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 all, all those metrics I gave, it, it does that for me. And that's, that's just really what it is. And I think a lot of Thug fans, as we saw from the tweet we put out, a lot of the answers were Barter 6, Slime Season 2, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, maybe. I, Jeffrey's my personal favorite Thug project, but I think, and again, that's the thing. I'm able to distinguish my personal favorite from what is seemingly accepted by the majority the as, 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 the, as the, the one. So then, then basically, are you saying that we should allow for multiple classics within like an artist? There's obviously like quote unquote classics within an artist's discog. Yeah. And then there's like. Yeah, general cultural classics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some some artists got it. Hove got multiple classics. Drake to me got multiple classics. Kendrick, obviously, has what was that two two maybe? Good kid. Would you consider Timothy Butterfly a classic? In my personal, yes, yes. Okay, because of I think people had to spin the block on it. Mm-hmm. People who had an open mind spun the block on it mm-hmm. and realized, oh my gosh, what did I just like? Why didn't I dive into this early? Yeah. Why didn't I give this the time it deserved mm-hmm. right in the moment? Right. And I think that Kendrick, it's daring. It's yeah, very daring. It was daring because it was it was the the second major project, right? Yeah. Of, of him to to get that sort of while well, he already had that main, main mainstream light. Um. So no, I I think that people I've had a lot of conversations with people mm-hmm. uh, people who don't even have the ear for jazz. Who were like, wait, when I went back, <laughs> I was like, yo, Special. this this is something. This yep. is really something. Like just the story alone, the through line. And that's what that's the re- the thing with conceptual people. You have to give them time to cook and you mm-hmm. have to give yourself time to even get it. Yeah. I'm running back Frank projects and I'm still like, God, Frank, I'm just still catching this now. Mm-hmm. I'm catching first lines off of songs like, yo. Yeah. Wow, now I get it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh and so I think when you're talking about the class conversation too, there's a further segmentation of like the nuance of like, okay, is this person, is this a cultural classic? Mm-hmm. Is this a classic because of the sound, right. right? Yeah. And I think that was my point earlier when they talk about timeliness. I think timeliness probably is the most important factor in determining one. A great example I can think of when you talk about when something's different and the way it cuts through is timeliness. Being able to cut through the noise and the world that we live in, but mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of songs being uploaded every day is the sound that you're delivering and the time in which you're delivering it. To Pimp, I'm not to Pimp Butterfly, 
a seat at the table. Yep. How many song? How many projects did Solange put out before? Several. I bet y'all can't name, name me one song. I bet y'all can't name me one, right? Mm-hmm. But when a seat at the table came, it was just like, undeniable. Ooh, we needed this. Undeniable. It was a, oh, we needed this. And it was so of. different from everything that came out that year, too. Exactly. And so when something, the timing of something being left of center and mm-hmm. being accepted mm-hmm. in the in alignment because it was just the right time of it. So, yeah, yeah timeliness, I think, is, is an major important. And I think a lot of people would agree that that is in the category of ascending towards classicdom. Yep. You know, uh, it was been fi- about five years, five since, years. That, five right. years since that came out, and I, which I think is an, a solid time mm-hmm. frame to start having a discussion about where 100%. does this sit. 100%. In that year, that project got to be, you got to speak about that project. Yeah. For 2016, you must speak it's about A Seat at the one Table. One of the first ones. You like, have to speak about complete, it. Complete bias aside, A Seat at the Table. It's Annie. It's Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight by Travis. It's a couple of albums like, oh, two before views. You know, like it's, and it was a, that was a strong year for music. Lemonade was good. It's not my favorite Beyonce album, but it was it was impactful. I timely was as well. Am I true? Beyonce? Lemonade. That was sixteen. No, sixteen. Okay. Yeah, dropped the day of Miss B and G. I remember I was on stage. I oh. announced it. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm um, speaking about Miss B and G. But um, yeah, no, it's it's one of one of them ones you have to discuss from 2016 because of because of the timing in it which it stood came out, out, what it was saying, right? And it's yeah. also a conceptual project. Yeah, the songs are. She's very uh, artistic. She's very alternative in her delivery. The songs will say something without directly saying it, yeah. you know. Vulnerable. Uh, yeah. And and so you have to you have to listen to Solange. You have to really listen to her to get it. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, the, a lot of those songs they come on. I don't I don't re- revisit the album as you know, as much as I used to. Yeah. Probably like between the first two years of it being out. Mm-hmm. But when it comes on, I don't I don't touch a I don't touch that dial. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. No, I, I definitely like let it rock. And yeah. so yeah, man. This not to not to go out in circles, but this is this is a conversation I think will continue to come. One hundred percent. But y'all come in, in the mentions and y'all have those conversations. When you see, you're different to me though. I don't just be entertaining conversation with everybody. With you know, not because I think I'm so much better, but mm. I just the you gotta give the attention to detail yep. and the attention to and respect to like the nuance, yeah. right? We have to be able to speak in nuance. If we can't. It's not going to be productive. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just like, people can't bait me into that stuff, man. <laughs> I've gotten a lot better at ignoring my mentions, but um, I'm, I'm, I, I ask questions. I, I just ask questions. I'm, you know, you can't just throw out a crazy strong statement and not follow up with anything. So I'm going to be like, yeah, why? Why, why, why? why do you feel that way? Or says who? Or, says who? Okay. Well, what's that mean? Like, you you gotta expand more, and a lot of people they don't got that in. Them. I'm gonna start saying that five years. We ain't talking about no classic, <laughs> nothing. And even five years to me is like I'm not even saying classic. That's when yet. the conversation can open. Yes, I'm thinking now. We are now accept. Was it when when um we're now accepting ballots? <laughs> we're now, like it was when when the pros they yeah. have to be out of the league for a certain amount of time yep. before you can even be yep. Thought of yeah. as a Hall of Famer. Or there are some albums that can be first ballot classics. You know what I'm saying? There, there are some athletes that we crown. Oh, he's going to be a Hall of Famer before he retires. But you don't get that recognition until you're out the Passage league. of time, baby. And time passes. And so with that, I want to leave out with one more line from this article. It says, classic albums write genres histories. And in rap's case, they're supplying a somewhat unreliable one. I want you to think about that. We're going to throw that on our socials. We're going to allow you to express your thoughts 
debate, whatever you feel. Let's jump into this bulletin board real quick. Um, I got word of a surprise album coming November 5th. I cannot say who, but if you are familiar with their work, then you're probably very excited for it. I can tell you, you're, you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. Um, like I said before, like you heard in our drop, Max O'Cream's album, Way to the World, is out today. Features include ASAP Rocky, Freddie Gibbs, Don Tolliver, Tyler the Creator, and Montaleo. We had a great conversation. Can't wait to drop that on ya. And lastly, uh, Love Renaissance, as you know, that's the management label uh, where Black, Summer Walker, Shelly, uh, Westside Boogie, BRS Cash, uh, a bunch of other artists are assigned to. They are premiering on Sirius XM's The Heat Weekly, 10 p.m. on Wednesdays with Encores, Sunday at 9 a.m., Tuesdays at midnight. It will be a one-hour show curated by Love Renaissance members Justice Biden, the DJ Kitty Cash, and music exec Amber Grimes. It will be executive produced by Tunde Balogun. And it will serve as a platform for listeners to discover the next bright artists in R&B and hip-hop and spotlight breaking new music and offer stories of inspiration. With that, brother, do you have anything you want to say to the people before we jump out of here? No, I had something, but <laughs> it's I guess it wasn't important, as my dad said. Well, you <laughs> forgot it wasn't important. Hi, <laughs> Dad. Well, great, great, great. Uh, like we said, you know, it's great to be back here, Brooklyn Podcasting Studio, uh, the Stay Busy Nomads. You don't know where we'll be next, but, <laughs> but we will be with you Mondays, 9 a.m. You know the vibe. So, as you know, it's the boy Armand, big blood orange poppy, bald, bald nigga ballers. Um, <laughs> my, my guy, Nick Early, executive producer, co-host, singer, songwriter. Yo, I, I, you, your video from a busy Bronx, you smoked that performance. Oh, thank you, you smoked that. You smoked that joint, man. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going to see the video soon. But for now, stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy, taking time, getting right. If you miss me, yeah, yeah. I've been out yeah, in the world, staying yeah. busy. Monday's not a yell. Monday's not a yell. Party with the gang. Every week, tell a friend. Every week, tell a friend. Busy over everything. Busy over everything. Busy boys, how to call now? Ain't you heard? Ain't you heard? Got the vibes. Got the vibes. Put you on. Put you on. Got the slides, got the slides. I'm the size, I'm the size. Running dog, no, he holds.